Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? Hey, it is good to see you. So glad you've joined us this Sunday morning. If it's your first time at the Bridge Church, we want to extend a special welcome to you. We're so glad you're here. We know there are a lot of great churches in the valley for you to be here with us. means a lot to us today. So if you've got any questions, we've got an info center out in the lobby. They can answer any questions you might have. You can also check out our website, thebridgechurch.tv. We've got a church app. You can check us out there. We're really glad you are here today, and we want to get connected with you. Can we just put our hands together and welcome our first-time guests? And if you're watching online today, we welcome you especially as well. Glad that you have made your house God's house today. It's going to be a great, great Sunday here at the bridge because one of my favorite people in the whole wide world is here with us today. Joel Holm is here to share God's word today. Joel's been here several times, but he hasn't been here in a year and a half. And that's been a long, over a year and a half. It's been a long time. His wife, Marie, is with him. Marie, stand up. Uh, Marie is a good woman. Everybody say Marie is a good woman because she is that, because she puts up with Joel. But I love Joel home, and Joel always shares God's word from a whole fresh perspective and speaks into our lives. It's going to be a great day. He's going to be telling you some things that he's doing and he's involved with around the world. And let me tell you, Joel, is he's got so much influence in so many nations, and we're glad to be a part of his life, and we're glad he's a part of the Bridge Church. So if you would, put your hands together. Let's welcome Joel home. That's a long introduction. Boy, I was gone for a year and a half. I thought last time I was here, it must not have been that good. I don't think it was actually that quality. I am so glad to be back, really, honestly, and to see your faces again and to see so many new faces as well. So it's uh, my privilege and delight to be here. And before we jump into the word, I wanted to take a minute and thank you um, because I know many of you, and as a church last year, you gave towards a special project in India. My life usually is consumed with travel, international travel, 10, 12 international trips a year. So last year, I didn't go anywhere. So instead, I created this app, a very simple app called the Bible Guide. And you gave so that that app could be put in the Hindi language and distributed literally to tens of thousands of people over there. It's actually available in English if you're interested in it. Uh, It's really simple. Here's what it is. Um, You ever read a chapter of the Bible, Leviticus 23? or even Romans 10, and you just go, I just don't quite get it. So for every chapter of the Bible, there's 1,189 of them, I wrote a paragraph, a simple little paragraph that just kind of explains it so that when you go back to read the chapter, you go, oh, that's what that's talking about. And then in the New Testament, which is 27 books, it's actually 500 passages. A passage is a teaching, a parable, a story, a miracle, But even then, sometimes it can be a little convoluted. I created just a two-minute teaching, either written or on biology. Just a two-minute teaching so that when you're reading a passage of the New Testament and it's not quite clear, you can just look at something or listen to something two minutes long and go, oh, and then go back. It's called the Bible Guide app. You can find it on Android or Apple. It's gone into Hindi. Now we're going to get it into Russian and into Spanish Uh, and into Arabic as well, so keep us in prayers as it goes along. It's just a simple, really simple little tool so that when you and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God get together, 
it hopefully brings a little bit more clarity to you. So thank you so much for allowing us to get that into Hindi and get it out there. This morning, I come with what I hope is really good news for you. Are you ready for a little good news? I want to give you some really good news, and it comes out of the book of Ephesians, the first chapter. Although it raises a few interesting questions. Here's what Paul writes. Praise be, in verse 3, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He says, there is this place that you have access to. And if you can get there, every spiritual blessing is available to you. You know, I watched some movies last year because I had nowhere to go, and I noticed one thing about Hollywood. They made a lot of money making movies off of this one storyline where there are two dimensions of existence. Years ago, Matrix was that way. Then there was a movie called Inception for kids, uh, Monsters, Inc. There's kind of two realms of existence, and some people have the ability to kind of transport themselves to one realm and back to another realm. And most of society looks at a movie like that, and they go, it's entertaining, but it's not real. Paul says, no, no, it's actually very real. There are two realms of existence. There is the material world in which we live. It's physical. You can see it, you can touch it, and then there is this heavenly realm. You may not be able to see it with your natural eyes, but make no mistake about it, it is incredibly real. And there's a very big difference between these two worlds, these two realms. You know, the material realm, in some ways, for Christians, especially during this last year, is defined by the word when. When, God, are you going to get me that job? When will healing come? When will my kid come back to faith? When will this cloud of despair remove itself from me every time I wake up in the morning? But Paul says, as much as the material world may be defined by the word when, the heavenly realm, it is defined by the word now. Today, you can be whole. Today there is a peace for you that passes all understanding. Now there is a faith. Now there is a hope. Those spiritual blessings that can't really be defined in the material world, they are available for you right now if you want them. So when we talk about breakthrough, another way to look at breakthrough is this. Breakthrough isn't when you get your job. Breakthrough is when you get faith that says God will always provide for me. Breakthrough isn't when something happens in the material realm as much as something happens in the spiritual heavenly realm that gives you a confidence over your circumstances in life. And Paul says there is this place. So this question comes up. Where is it? How do we get there? And then how do we access the spiritual blessings? We're going to answer those three questions. Where is this place called the heavenly realms? How do we get there? And then how do we access Every spiritual blessing that's available for us. First, let's look at this question. Where is it? So I thought, i got to find this place. I want to know where it is. I want to get there. So I went to Google Maps. I Googled Heavenly Realm. I got the message, location not found. Because <laughs> you can't define it in a material realm. Here's what Paul says about it in another letter he wrote in 2 Corinthians. He said, so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Paul says, listen, God actually created you with two sets of eyes. 
you got your physical eyes that allow you to see in the material world, in the material realm, and you can see some amazingly beautiful things about God in the material realm. You can see his nature. You can see his miracle-working power manifest itself. You can see his love through each other. And he gives us natural eyes. But then he gives us this other set of eyes that allows us to see not in the material realm, but in the heavenly realm. And he talks about these eyes in the same book of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, when he says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. I pray that other set of eyes, the one you're not as familiar with, the one you don't work as hard with, I pray they would be opened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. That's one of those spiritual blessings. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, that's another one of those spiritual blessings. And his incomparably great power, that's another one of those spiritual blessings. Paul says, you got two sets of eyes. Where is this place? It's right here. It's just not in the material. Let me illustrate it to you this way. Let's take the idea of gratitude. Now, the Bible tells us to be grateful, and we are grateful. But do a little self-inventory. How much of your gratitude focuses on the material realm, not the heavenly realm? Meaning you're grateful for your food, which you should be. You're grateful for your job. You're grateful for your clothes, your house. You are grateful for things that are all in the material realm. But when did you wake up in the morning and go, God, I am so grateful that today I have faith? Coming out of last year, where there seemed to be nothing positive, and somehow I had hope. How could I have hope? Because it's a spiritual blessing. And when our gratitude isn't just defined by the material world, but our gratitude speaks to the spiritual blessings that are available to us, we begin to see and know where that place is. Why? Because it shouldn't take poor people to make us grateful for God's blessings. And it shouldn't take sick people to make us grateful for God's health. When we do that, then we're only functioning in the material realm. I have a friend, and he was as ill as you can get. And I went to visit him in the hospital. He would have had a really hard time finding somebody who was worse off than he was in health. And yet when I saw him, he was beaming with joy and gratitude. Because he was functioning in the heavenly realm, not in the material realm. I have a couple of friends who live in other parts of the world, Myanmar, India. And they have a hard time finding people who have less money than they do. But I visit them, and they have such a faith and such a gratitude. Why? Because their gratitude is defined by the heavenly realm, not just the material realm. We should be grateful in the material realm. Don't misunderstand me. But gratitude is a way that we apply value to something. If Gary gives me a gift, and some of the gifts Gary gives me, they're not that great. <laughs> and I just go, ah, thanks, Gary. And if I don't have great gratitude, I'm saying something about the value of that. When we are grateful for the spiritual blessings in Christ, we are applying value 
to those in a way that we become so much more aware of them. Here's what the author says of Hebrews chapter 12. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and worship God with reverence and awe. He says, listen, there's something else going on here than just God takes care of you in the material realm. He does that. He cares about your needs, and he is answering that. But make no mistake about it. There is a kingdom that is coming that is doing just fine. And he says, let's be thankful for that. And when you have a gratitude for that, when you go, wow, I have joy. I'm grateful for peace that passes an understanding. I am grateful that even when my circumstances are not going great, I can have a hope that will blow other people away in far better conditions. That brings a value and an awareness. Oh, I think I know where it is. Or I say, you know what? As much as I am asking God for the pay raise, what I really want him to give me is faith. Because if I have faith, then I'll be grateful when the pay raise comes. But if I, at some point I need another pay raise, which we always do, I got faith. And faith supersedes a pay raise. Where is it? It may not be here in the material, but it's very much here. That's why the Bible's really clear. Every time you pray, wrap it around gratitude with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. Then you don't have what? Any anxiety, peace of God. This stuff, spiritual realm stuff, heavenly realm stuff. Because when you are going through a hardship, that hardship, it can either lock you into the material realm or it can transport you into the heavenly realm. When you wrap it in a gratitude for that, and maybe this morning what God wants to remind us is be more aware of that other set of eyes. He says, I have given you the opportunity, the ability to see into a whole nother realm. And those spiritual blessings, as you get a hold of them, will transform your material world. So, well, how do we get there then? We go, okay, it's this other spiritual realm. How do I actually find myself getting there? This is where the Holy Spirit kicks in. So Jesus ascends to heaven. He says, listen, it's really good that I go, because if I go, then the Spirit of God's going to come, and the Spirit of God's actually going to dwell in you. And the Bible teaches the Holy Spirit comes for two reasons. He comes because God wants to be with us in our material realm. God came flesh. He said, I want to get into their material world. So he came in flesh. You can't get more material than that. And he wants to stay in our material realm. He wants to know how we feel. He wants to understand us. He wants to be a part of your material world. Everything you are going through, he goes through. And Jesus says, the Holy Spirit's going to be in you so that you, I am there with you. But there's a second reason. He says, I'm sending you to the Holy Spirit, not just so that I can join you in the material realm. I am sending you the Spirit of God so that he can take you into the spiritual heavenly realm. His job is not just to come to us. His job is to take us there. How does the Holy Spirit transport us? Remember those Hollywood movies where all of a sudden you're here and you're just over there. This is what the Holy Spirit does. There's many different ways the Bible teaches. There's two on my heart that I want to share with you. One very clearly, very easily, is you discover the transport from the material realm to the heavenly realm through the word of God. And through a revelation that the Holy Spirit gives you. 
Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit in John 14. He said, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So when you open up the Bible, you are not just reading a book. You're not just looking for a life principle. You are preparing for this divine encounter moment where you open up the scriptures and the Holy Spirit says, okay, are you ready? I'm going to transport you if you're ready. The Bible itself gives us three words for itself. One is just the word, it's just book. It just means book. You go into my office, there are books about the Bible written by men and women who are really intelligent, but they don't have a faith in God. So they love the Bible, but just as a book. They read it just as a piece of literature, like they would read Shakespeare or any other book. Then there's another word for Scripture in the Bible, and that's the Word of God, where we believe God breathed into this. And it gives us insights into who He is. It gives us promises. It tells us about how we should live our life. And it's God speaking to us. It's not just a human book, but it is this divine book. And we read it for this truth of God. It's really important to know that. But there is a third word in Scripture about the Scriptures. And this word is different from even those two. This word says there are times when you open up the Scriptures and it's just you and the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And something supernatural takes place. Where somebody could be sitting next to you and they could read the same verse you're reading and for them, it's God's truth, so that's good. But for you, the Holy Spirit uses it in such a piercing way to transport you to all of a sudden, where did that faith come from? I was full of anxiety. Now I got peace. How did that happen? Because the Spirit of God wants to take you there. Here's the catch, guys. If you don't open up the Word of God, if you don't prepare your heart, maybe if you just see the Bible as a human book, or you see it as God's truth, but you're not ready for that, if you're running through it too fast, it's really hard for the Holy Spirit to transport you in such a way Last year, um, somehow, I had a really traumatic injury to my back. And, you know, you believe God to heal you, and you know he's going to heal you, and then weeks go by, and you don't get healed. And discouragement set in. Material realm. I'm not feeling any better back here. One day I sat down, and I calmed my heart, said a prayer, I listened to a little bit of worship music for a couple of minutes. Then I opened up the scriptures. And I read a passage I've read 400 times. Matthew, you know where Jesus talks about the sparrows, numbers of the hairs on your head, and one sparrow dies, how much more he cares about you. I've read it 400 times. This time, I couldn't have orchestrated it. All I could do was carve out time for God to do that for me. And all of a sudden, in an instant, through that, he transported me into the heavenly realms where every spiritual blessing is available. And I begin to have a faith. I haven't experienced my healing yet in the material realm, but I'm going to. And I couldn't conjure up the faith. There is a difference between hope in the heavenly realm and hype in the material realm. 
I couldn't conjure up. It was God being God. He is real. He is alive. And the Holy Spirit will use the word in this way to transport you into that. But you got to open the word. And you got to prepare yourself. But if you do, I can assure you, some of those times, you're going to be transported. And you're not even going to have a rational explanation for it, but you know it's going to be real. Because the eyes of your heart, there are some of you in here today, and you need hope. And you may be looking for a circumstantial answer, or you may be looking for a circumstantial change, and you need peace. And the Spirit of God wants to transport you. You got to carve that time out, you got to open the Bible. And he will be faithful to do that. There's a second way that we're transported, which is really important, and that is through people. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 12. He says, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So he says, I've got you exactly where you want, and I've got people exactly around where you want. And when you're in the material realm, one of the difficulties is when we experience hardship, we tend to isolate ourselves. We have lived in isolation. It's exactly the opposite of how God wired us to be able to be transported into the heavenly realm. So I have this back problem last fall, right? And I'm sitting there, and weeks are going by, and I'm not getting much better. And so I had to make this decision. you got to tell people, Joel. You have to be present for them so they know, so people can pray for you. Because a lot of times, our problems, what do we do? We just keep them to ourselves. We kind of plow through quietly. We walk into church and everything's fine, but no, we got this issue. So I had to tell people. I had to be present. So I told some friends of mine, and they started praying for me. One day, especially, I was sitting in our kitchen, and I was really discouraged. I don't know about you guys, but when things don't always work out in God's, in the way I think God should work, sometimes I get discouraged. You know, my dad used to tell me, God is never late. The problem is he's never early either. And it would be really nice if he showed up early once in a while. I was pretty discouraged. And the phone rang. And it was a friend of mine. He didn't text me. He didn't get my prayer request and just do it. He carved three minutes out of his day to call me. And I answered it. I can recite the three-minute phone call to you. He said, Joel, this is Dave. Hey, Dave. He said, Joel, I just wanted to share something with you. And he said, you know, years back, I was lifting something in my backyard, and I strained my back. And he said, it was really tough, and it was really painful, and it took a little bit of time. But God healed me, Joel, and God's going to heal you. That was the extent of our phone call. Do you know what happened to me? All of a sudden, I was in the heavenly realm. All of a sudden... You can ask my wife. She was sitting there. My countenance changed. Faith, hope, peace. Everything that had been missing two minutes ago was now present because somebody decided they were going to be present in my life. Is there somebody in your world who is stuck in the material realm like I was? And a three-minute phone call from you will literally transport them into the heavenly realm. 
Because you will speak words of faith and hope that the Holy Spirit will use. You may not even know it. Dave had no idea when he called me that I was in that state of a funk. He had no idea that his one sentence would transport me in a supernatural, divine way. This is the kingdom of God. And he puts us and arranges us all where we need to be. And there is somebody in your world who needs your phone call. But there are some of you in here like me, you need to tell somebody. You need to be a part of a small group, be a part of a community where you can tell somebody because when we are together like that, the Holy Spirit can move us when he needs to move us into the heavenly realm. Some of you may be watching online and I know some of you, you're not able to come and be present right now, but maybe some of you can. And I want to encourage you, come out. Because when we're together and we worship together and we engage in each other, and there's a physical presence together, we're saying, okay, Holy Spirit, transport me, or use me to transport somebody else so that I can be there. This is how God works. This is what he does in transporting us. So where is it? It's this spiritual realm. It's here, but it's not with our physical eyes. It's with our eyes of our heart. How do I get there? This is purposely the work of the Holy Spirit. You can't conjure it up. You can't make it happen. But you can position yourself. My wife and I sold our house last fall. We relocated. And we had three buyers fall through. Guy's going to buy it, fell through. Second guy's going to buy it, fell through. Third person's going to buy it, fell through. And you're like, really, God? Really? Where's the favor of God in that? The The third person who fell through, fell through on New Year's Eve. It's like, ah. Fortunately, our church had a New Year's Eve worship service. So we said, we're going to the New Year's Eve worship service. Well, you know what happened? We went from the interior realm into the heavenly realm. You can position yourself, but this is the work of God, that he moves us through his word, through people. But when I get there, how do I access it? Okay, I know where it is. I know how I get there. But how do I access joy and peace? How do I access that authority that carries me through the material realm? How do I access these blessings that are there? Paul gives us an insight because he starts Ephesians 1 by saying, hey, I got good news for you. Every spiritual blessing, it's in the heavenly realms for you. And then he ends Ephesians by telling us how to access it. Here's what he says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil. Where? In the heavenly realms. Right now, in this moment, there is this funky battle going on there. It won't last forever. Best way to illustrate this is a history lesson. World War II ended, but it ended on what was called kind of a D-Day. There was a battle to end all battles, and when D-Day was successful, everybody knew the battle, the war's done. It would be 11 months later until there was what's called V-Day. That was the victory, that, when it was fulfilled. That's when they signed everything. D-Day was 11 months earlier. Everybody knew. Even the enemy knew it's a done deal. But it took 11 months to get to V-Day when everything was signed and it was truly a done deal. 
That's a history lesson from World War II. Our D-Day has taken place. It was the cross of Jesus Christ, his death and his resurrection. It's a done deal. Everybody knows it. But our V-Day hasn't yet taken place. It will take place. And when it takes place, it's finished. It's completely fulfilled. We are living in that 11-month window. And Paul says, everything is available to you, but it's a battle. It's not your battle alone, as we worship, as Corey taught us. God is involved in this battle. But make no mistake about it. It is a battle to access because you'll get tempted to stay consumed in the material realm and you will define your faith solely by God's involvement in your material realm. And what God wants you to know is he's very interested in the material realm. Your health, your care, your house, your job. He's really interested, but he doesn't want you to define your faith and your relationship with him simply by the material realm. He wants you to define your faith and relationship by the spiritual realm. So when you think of God, you think of authority and power and faith and hope and compassion and love and grace. When your prayer life isn't just defined by the list of things that you need God to do in your life, but you're going, wow, let me pray around righteousness and justice and compassion and grace and love. And all that's access to you. But it is a fight. Paul says, listen, these two realms... They linked together. But here's the key. Sequence matters. We think we start here. If God will heal me, then I'll have the joy. Then I'll have the peace. I was sitting here with my bad back going, if you will heal me, then I'll have faith. Paul says, no, 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 no. It starts here. You get faith, healing will come. You get joy, your circumstances won't define you. You get a peace that passes understanding. Because I don't know about you, I need a breakthrough in the material realm and I get the breakthrough. Sure enough, like three months later, I need another breakthrough. Breakthroughs are like taco chips. You can't ever just have one and be done. <laughs> Whatever breakthrough you need, I promise you, God will give it to you, but you're going to need another one six months later. And Paul says, start here. Sequence matters. Be aware of a spiritual realm and every spiritual blessing. Let the Holy Spirit transport you there. And then fight the good fight to access it. As Christians, we are called to a battle. Make sure you're in the right battle. It's the battle for righteousness and his kingdom and love and authority and grace and forgiveness that is available to us Right now, I know there are many of you, and many of you who are watching online, and there are issues in your material realm, serious, significant hardships. I do not want to diminish that. God cares deeply about that. And he will bring an answer to you. But he is so good and so great that he doesn't want you to define your faith simply by that answer and his goodness in your material realm. He wants you to also define your faith by an even greater answer he will give you. He'll give you a joy that cannot be defined by any blessing materially. 
He will give you a faith, a trust that will carry you through any storm. He will give you an authority and a compassion that will enable you to forgive those who hurt you. When society says, don't ever forgive. What he wants to give us in every spiritual blessing is directly linked to our material world, but it starts here. Then it moves here. And we're going to conclude this time by just taking a moment. I know it sounds kind of silly, but we're going to let God be God. I'm going to ask everyone in here and even at home to just be quiet, be still. We're going to give God a moment to talk to us. We do a lot of talking to God, and I just felt impressed that we're going to let God talk to us. Here's what I felt how to lead you. I want you to take just a moment, and I want you to think about that material realm hardship, that thing that consumes you. It's real. It's difficult. Just, I just want you to, just for one minute. Now, as you think about that, which easily pops into your mind, I want you to leave it there. And we're going to believe that just in the next minute, because God doesn't need a lot of time, he's actually going to transport us. And the Holy Spirit, because he is here and he is real, is going to impress on your heart, the eyes of your heart. Some of you will get a joy that you didn't think was possible anymore. Some of you are going to get a faith, a trust that you couldn't conjure up with hype. Some of you will get a conviction. Maybe God will impress something on you. I am not going to tell you what God's going to impress on you. But I know he's real, and if we make space for him, he will transport us. And just for this next minute, I'm going to say a short prayer, and then we're just going to take a moment quietly, and we're going to listen. Let God speak. Here, he will be faithful. And then I'll close this in prayer. So bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. At home, do it as well. Lord, we're here. We live in this material realm. But right now, in this moment, by your spirit, speak to us in the heavenly realm. Deposit in us each of us uniquely and distinctly. Jesus, deposit in us a spiritual blessing. We ask this, Lord, and we now listen to you. Just take a moment and listen to God.
in response to the Lord from your own heart, would you just whisper a prayer of gratitude in the heavenly realm? Thank him for faith. Thank him for power that comes through his resurrection. Thank him for grace that is unending. Thank him for hope or peace. Thank him for a supernatural compassion for people. Lord, today we are so grateful that you are a God who cares so intimately about our needs in the material realm. We are grateful for that, God. But Lord, honestly, we are even more grateful that you pull us out of the material realm and you take us to you. And you grant us every spiritual blessing now. Lord, I thank you for this church. May it be a place where people help transport people into the heavenly realm. Where people who are stuck like I was stuck will find a peace that passes understanding, a joy, a love. Lord, we thank you that you know what we need even greater than we know. Give us eyes. Tomorrow morning when we wake up, would you give us eyes to be aware, not just of the material world around us, but the heavenly realm? Give us the courage to carve that time out and let you transport us through your word. Lord, uh, by your power, by your might, by your spirit, help us to fight that battle that we would live in every spiritual blessing that you have made fully available to us. I thank you for each person who's here and the care and love you have for them and their life, both in the material realm and in the heavenly realm, Lord. May we walk in the fullness of every spiritual blessing. We pray this in the precious name of Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, God's speaking to us today. I love these moments when God uses his word to just open our hearts to hear from him. And in just a moment, we're going to appreciate Joel and his message. But I want to pause for just a second because if you're watching online or maybe you're in the building today, I'm sure there's some people who've listened to this message and they thought, wow, that's pretty cool that I could actually be transported into a heavenly realm, a different realm. But yet in your own mind, your own heart, you're thinking, yeah, but I don't really know God. I don't, I'm not really in relationship with God. This is so new to me. I've never really trusted God. I would love to have God's help in my life. But how do I, how do I get to that place from where I am? 
You know, God made it so clear in his word that God loves us so much. He put his own son on a cross to take our sin and everything that stood between us and him. He took it out of the way at the cross through his son, Jesus, so that we could enter into his family and become one of his children. But that happens by two things, his grace, his extending forgiveness to us and him knocking on the door of our hearts. Then the second thing, our faith saying, I believe, I believe. I want us to pray one more prayer today because I want to make sure that everybody in this room, everybody who hears this message will have their hearts open to God, would have a faith and assurance that God's involved in your life and he wants to help you in this situation. So I want to pray a prayer because the way we accept by faith God's goodness and his grace is with our own words. It's what we call prayer, but it's just an invitation. It's communicating, talking to God. I want to lead you in a prayer. I'm going to ask everybody here in the building, everybody watching online, for just a moment, bow your heads. I'm going to ask you to just pray this prayer with me. There's nothing special about my words, but wrap your faith and your heart around these words. Let this prayer be yours. Let's pray this. Say, God, I need you. And I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. I accept Jesus as my Savior. And I choose Jesus to become the Lord of my life. Come and help me. I give everything to you. I will learn your ways. And from this day forward, you'll be my father. And I'll be your child. Thank you for receiving me today. Help me on this journey. Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time ever, or maybe you've just been on the run and you've kind of become the prodigal, that's the most important prayer you can ever pray in your entire life. But it's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning. We've got a simple little tool we'd love to give you today. You can get it in the building. You can get it online. It's a little booklet called The Next Seven Days. It's just simple reading for the next week to help you start building that relationship with God. It'll encourage your faith and your trust in God and give you more understanding about how God wants to be involved in your life. We want to give it to you. When service is over today on each side of the building, we'll have prayer teams available. They're here to pray with anyone for any need. If you just walk up to one of those teams and say, can I get the booklet? They'd be glad to give it to you. There are no strings attached. We don't need anything from you. If you're in a really big rush today, as you exit the building right in the middle of the glass doors where you go out into the parking lot, right there in the glass door center area, there's a counter set up. You can stop by there. They'll give you the same booklet there free of charge. It's our free gift to you. If you're watching online, there's instructions there how you can reach out to us and we'll get back in touch with you and get this booklet to you electronically. We would love to give it to you today and help you get started walking with God. Hey, would you join me walking new believers into God's family today? God bless you. And can we thank Joel Holm for a great message this morning? Ah, I love Joel. I love his ministry. He always sees things from a different angle, and I love it. Joel, thank you so much. Marie, thank you for doing so much to make something good out of his life. Okay, we love you and, and appreciate you too. Hey, this is the time in our service where we just stop and worship God with our giving. 
And you know, we've been thanking you in recent weeks for what we've done in Africa, uh, the project we took on last month. We've finished that project, and let me tell you what, you've given more than enough to do all that needs to be done there, to build the building, get electricity there, chairs, sound system, a, a water purification system. Thank you so much for your faithfulness, but I just want to say for your regular giving as we continue to trust God, thank you so much. There are a number of different ways you can give. If you're watching online, you can follow those instructions there as well. If you're in the building and you want to give in person today, there are envelopes in the back of the chairs. If it's your first time here, there are contact cards there as well. You can fill out an envelope. As you exit this part of the building, on each side of these exit doors right here in the auditorium, there's a giving station right there. There's also one over by the children's check-in area. You can just drop your giving there. I want to say thank you so much for your faithfulness. God is good. We're doing good things for God. We're reaching around the world because of your faithfulness. God bless you. I hope you have a great, great week. Take this message. Take God's word. Step into that other realm and let's let God be big in our lives. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week.